0: evening Jen.
1: Evening whole, you alright?
0: Yeah I'm alright, you alright? Not bad, not bad. How's it it going? Up too much today?
1: Mm, Not really, I'm I'm tired though.
0: You're tired? It feels
1: like I've done something.
0: That's a a shock to everyone who knows you that is, you're tired. Um, And you get about, you only get about 12 hours sleep a night don't you? It's a real struggle. It is a real, the struggle is real isn't (laughs) it? Spoken from my perspective with my four hours sleep yeah i need the alcohol to keep me awake um, you enjoy right indeed okay so what are we on podcast number five yeah wow isn't time flying um we're still stuck in lockdown sort of easing lockdown yeah. the sun's the sun's breaking through the clouds it's been bloody miserable hasn't it
1: typical british summer
0: yeah north london weather that mm. is best okay Drew. anyway enough drivel for <laughs> dribble <laughs> um Should right you? okay so what we've we got three billboards deep dive
1: yeah looking forward to that
0: looking forward to that indeed um the usuals i think what well, i kick off with one of me no two of questions yeah you do right so um a reminder six six um trivia stroke quiz questions coming up um throughout the podcast and i'll give you the answers at the end and uh jenny you usually do quite well on these but these are particularly hard this week are so, they? Okay. we can test you out as well. So, question oh, no. number one mm-hmm. Which film features the character Sir Robin the Not Quite So Brave as Sir Lancelot? That's question one. I'll try and read that again without making a mistake. Which film features the character Sir Robin the Not Quite So Brave as Sir Lancelot? That's question one. You can think about that. Yeah, I will. Question two. Who played the role of the deranged Norman Bates in the classic Hitchcock horror, Psycho? So, this is one of your favourite films, so you should know this. Who played the role of the deranged Norman Bates in the classic Hitchcock horror, Psycho? And you can't see her face, but she's she's suffering now because she's... I can't remember
1: his name. It's now going to bug me. It is going to bug me. Well, you'll have to
0: wait. You'll have to wait until the end of the podcast to yeah. find out for sure, no. put your phone away, you're not looking it up. Right, okay. I don't
1: even have it, okay.
0: Okay, so there's, there's your first two questions, the, the four more questions to come with all the answers at the end. Hello, Jen, what, Hello. Have, you, what have you watched this week?
1: be honest with you, I haven't watched very much. We Why watched... are we here? Okay, well we watched three billboards, but we're going to talk about that later, um, and if people have listened to the podcast previously, <laughs> um, they will know that I've been watching Life on Mars, which is on Netflix. I'm now on season two, it's taken me a while, um, if you don't remember, BBC drama, a guy gets into an accident in 2006 and wakes up in 1973 um, and has to adjust to this new life where actually he does things like meets his parents... And obviously can't tell them that he's their son all grown up um, I'm still really enjoying that and I would say if anyone hasn't watched it yet go watch it I'm out so <laughs> it's the only thing that you've been watching this well, week. A
0: similar story for me really just continuing with Schitt's Creek can I say that again? I've been worry, continuing with it. Schitt's Creek um,
1: <laughs> but you like it so I, it's I, not all yeah yeah it's good yeah, there's
0: another like 60 odd episodes to go so that's good and continuing <laughs> with White Collar uh, on netflix watching that with my kid which is fun nice and of course premier league football returned this week so i i've started watching that again but <clears throat> the less said about that the better after my team's result yesterday anyway um right okay question i think uh three and four coming up We're racing to them yeah, yeah it's on my list okay so <clears throat> you're none out of two so far Jenny, aren't you? So, I said
1: I could guess number one. Number two, I should know and I'm
0: annoyed that I don't. All right, well, here goes question three. Okay. This is an easy one.
1: You say that now.
0: It, it I, <laughs> I, 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 I did. <laughs> Which British comedian took over as host of The Late Late Show from Craig Ferguson? So that's a nice easy one. She's giving me a thumbs up there. She knows that one. i read it again. Which British comedian took over as host of The Late Late Show from Craig Ferguson? And question four... Who was the star of Channel 4's Trigger Happy TV? Who was the star of Channel 4's Trigger Happy TV? Now, she's looking confused again, so I think we've got one from four, there. Yeah, Um, I'm not doing well. Okay, there are two questions. uh, Sorry, questions three and four. Answers at the end. Right. This week's Deep Dive, Three Billboards Outside Dabbing, Missouri from 2017, directed by...
1: Martin McDonagh.
0: Gracking first name. And he's London-born Irish as well, isn't he?
1: He is indeed, yeah. A
0: fantastic, top man. Um, I have no idea who he is, but... Um,
1: well, you know that he directed In Bruges, which is another film that you really like. When
0: I found out that he directed In Bruges and this one, a lot of things made sense. There's yes. quite, a, quite a kind of dark, comedic overlap between the two. Very much so. You're laughing at inappropriate times. Oh, God,
1: yes. (laughs) You're not sure
0: uh, whether you should or not. Anyway, right. So why three billboards outside their big Missouri?
1: Well, it is a dark comedy. And I think that we'd seen it before. We saw it in the cinema when it came out. um, And I hadn't seen it since. And it's still a great film. I think that the subject matter and a lot of the threads are still important in society, and I think they're important to explore.
0: Well, fill us in, was it about?
1: Okay, Um, so, different question. Um, So, Three Billboards is about a woman um, called Mildred Hayes, and her teenage daughter was murdered. So, at the time of the film, this is seven months later, and she's frustrated that the police don't seem to be doing anything to try and catch the killer. So she Rapes and
0: murdered and raped and body um, burned. Yeah, I was gonna
1: get to that. It's it's gruesome, Um, and she takes it upon herself to rent these three billboards, which are left abandoned on a quiet road leading into the town of Ebbing in Missouri, um, and she puts the quite accusatory messages um, on them. So the three billboards actually read: um, the first one says "raped while dying," the second one says "and still no arrests." And the last one, how come Chief Willoughby directed at the police department and she hopes that the, it will trigger them into actually doing something more.
0: And it sets up a little kind of head-to-head between her and Chief Willoughby, played by... Woody Harrison. Yeah, and um, Mildred, Mildred Hayes. Mildred
1: Hayes is Frances McDormand, great actress. Know her from Fargo.
0: What else do you know her from?
1: Oh, God. What else do I know her from?
0: No, so you don't, because I, I looked it up and the only thing I've watched... That she's been in is Fargo.
1: I was gonna say I didn't think I'd seen her in anything right, else.
0: So there you go.
1: No. So yeah, great actress yeah. from the two films I've seen.
0: Her in. Yeah. But well, she's
1: critically acclaimed. Anyway. So yes, that's the story of the film.
0: Um. Okay. Um directed by Martin McDonough. Okay, so Yeah. Do you wanna talk about him?
1: Um Only thing I want to say actually is something that we talked about when we when we watched the film. We didn't know if this was based on a true story. So he directed the film but he also wrote it. And it's based on a true story of billboards that he saw while he was travelling in Southern America in the late 90s um, about an unsolved crime, which was the murder of a woman in Texas. And that crime had happened in 1991. So he was there years later and he saw these billboards, and that was his inspiration for the film. But he said it took him quite a long time to write, um, write the script for it and work out how he was going to, you know, develop this subject matter because it is quite tricky.
0: Yes, because the Ebbing doesn't actually exist as a place.
1: No, Ebbing's not a town. The whole film was shot in a little town in South Carolina. So if you wanted to visit Ebbing, Missouri, apologies, you you can't.
0: Okay, so you've already mentioned Francis McDormand and there is and Woody H- 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 Harrelson. Harrelson. <laughs> From Cheers, I know him from Cheers.
1: I um, thought you would, yeah. I know him from No Country for Old Men.
0: And he was in another Tarantino film as well.
1: Okay, I was going to say he was also in Seven Psychopaths, which is another Martin McDonough film. Right, I haven't watched that.
0: Okay, uh, who else is in it that we know?
1: Uh, Sam Rockwell is in it. So there are three main characters. Sam Rockwell plays um, a police officer called Jason Dixon. He is not your traditional police officer. Or is he? he well, okay. I mean, from the outset he does nothing by the book. He's racist,
0: he's homophobic, homophobic
1: he's an alcoholic. Abusive. He's yeah, he's he's quite vile. Bully. But he he does become I feel like a bit of a lovable rogue later in the film. I
0: can't, sure. I, I yeah, I can't buy into that at all.
1: <laughs> I think it's supposed to feel like that but anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, no I I, I don't yeah his redemption is one of the things i've got an issue with with the film i think
1: that's fair but yeah we we'll, we will come to that
0: okay um so develop the story then um you you've got the setup with the three yep. billboards um the brutal rape and murder of mildred's 17 18 year old daughter I don't yeah know, i'm not sure
1: i'm not sure actually how old she is supposed to and be but talk, yes.
0: talk talk us through the character of Mildred what's she like quite abrasive
1: yeah so she's she's quite a feisty character she knows what she wants and um, she rarely cracks a smile but she is a woman you know struggling she's lost her her daughter she lives now as a single mum with her other teenage son who is also struggling to deal with the fact that he's lost his sister in such a horrible way and that his
0: mother's turned a bit psychotic
1: yeah she does she does some questionable things, um, The billboards are just the starting point, really, because once she puts the billboards up, or, or so actually rents them and, and her messages go up, the town, rather than gathering around her and sort of, you know, rallying with her, the town tend to turn on her because actually it's an open secret that Chief Willoughby is actually suffering from cancer. And he's got a wife and two young children and the town seems to side with him a bit more. And he, you know, he goes and sees Mildred after she puts the billboards up, but he says, you know, we we we've tested like all the DNA of the men in the area who've been in prison, and we've done such and such. He goes through everything they've done, and he said, you know, if he was just passing through, this rapist, um, like we can't do anything.
0: Yeah, he's content with the job the police have done in the investigation, yeah. but he does also feel guilty that they've not. Um arrested anybody or convicted anybody for the yeah crime, so.
1: it's it's small town where everyone knows everyone and he, so he, he makes the personal visit to see her and he you know he does reassure her that he wants to do more if he can um, and they're not forgetting about her daughter at all uh, but she's obviously you know she's not satisfied by that
0: i've got an issue with um something here okay these three billboards in the film—it's revealed that they're on a, a road that nobody uses.
1: Yeah, a quiet road that leads so into
0: the town. I'm I'm curious. Why would people care as much as they do in the film about those three billboards? Because I don't that's the know. that's that's the premise for the film. It's reliant upon this um, mass attention that these billboards garnish and garnish garner. <laughs> yeah. Garnish is something else salad um they're getting kind of state media or national media involved yeah uh, they do or local I, mean, I don't know what media it is involved and it does become a, um, a bit of an issue but um i'm just curious as to why people cares about it in the first place
1: i can see your point i i don't really know but I think I think it's once the name Chief Willoughby was put up there, the town were like, Right, you can't go and attack this man who is doing the best he can, he has a family, um you know, he's he's dying of cancer or he's really ill, um you can't attack him like that. And I I get the impression that the way Frances McDormand plays Mildred, she's not the most likeable character because she is so abrasive.
0: Well, she's kind of earned the right to be that because her daughter's been murdered. We
1: we don't even have, though, much of a real insight into her before her daughter died.
0: We know one thing, don't we?
1: Apart from the one scene we see, which is a flashback, which is right before her daughter leaves the house, presumably the last time she's seen her, and they're having an argument about the daughter wants to take the car and they start having this argument and it gets more, um, what's the word I'm looking it for? It escalates. It escalates and as the daughter storms out, she, without she, you know, not being able to take the car, she screams back at her mother, well I hope I get raped. And as she runs out, Mildred says, I hope you get raped too. And that's the last time she saw her daughter.
0: So you can see why she's fuelled by guilt and anger to get some kind yeah. of uh, closure on... Um, how, you know, how her daughter met her end. Um,
1: yeah. And she also, um, she's also now a single parent because her ex-husband Charlie has now run off with a very young
0: 19-year-old 19 19
1: old, um, girlfriend who he seems quite content with now and she's kind of been left to deal with everything on her own and even her own son, you know, he struggles with the fact that she's going around and making quite public displays of herself um and as the film progresses we see things like she goes to the school to drop him off and someone throws a drink at the car um and she goes over to a group of kids and asks who saw it and starts you know like kicking them
0: she she kicks two a boy and a girl like they're probably 15 in the, 60, crotch. In the groin like, Yeah, she doesn't in care. front
1: of her son and so he goes into school like well thanks mom like, she just can't help herself. She doesn't care, she doesn't care no, about her public image anymore.
0: She's, yeah, she, you know, the, the murder yeah. of her daughter has kind of removed any sense of consequence to actions. She just cares about one thing. Yeah, she's yeah.
1: very determined.
0: Um, again, I mean, her character, I love Frances McDormand and she plays the character brilliantly, but I do have, you do have to suspend belief, reality a little bit with her character. Molotov Cocktails...
1: Oh yeah.
0: I mean that that was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah. It,
1: uh, yeah. So it, basically, later on, as she's getting nowhere, um, she escalates to the point where she ma- creates her own Molotov cocktails. Like, where that? does that come from? But well, that's in
0: retaliation to her billboards being burned down. she believes she... by the d- the police department, but it wasn't yes. actually. But her but her response is to make. She seems quite adept at it. I mean, I don't know what kind of militia she's in. Yeah.
1: Privately, I but... I don't know. Yeah that's not the most believable thing definitely not. Um you know she so she she has this plan. She goes into the building opposite the police station and starts throwing these um cocktails with quite, you know, with quite she's quite skillful yeah, actually. Accurate, yeah. Accurate, yes. Um and she rings into the police station beforehand to check that no one's there and when no one answers the phone she starts.
0: Yeah, um yeah, so her character is yeah you do have to question certain things about her character. Um, however, brilliantly portrayed by um, Frances McDormand, but also yeah. her character, Mildred, the ex husband you mentioned, he's a an abuser. He's obviously yeah. Very, the, they been very have one big confrontation
1: in front of her son. Um,
0: Who takes a knife to the dad? To yeah. protect the mum as well. He does. Uh, so
1: she's obviously, this is not the first time in her life that
0: she's so struggled. I've got another kind of issue with the film.
1: Okay.
0: In terms of its commentary on local people.
1: Okay,
0: yeah. Uh, how, how are the locals portrayed in this film? What does it say? Well, what have you got? We've well, got. Well, it's small town. We've got drink, alcohol. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a wider.
1: It's small town, southern. Trump
0: supporters yeah kind Republican. of scum of the
1: earth so even um, oh, you're
0: saying trump supporters are scum of the earth i didn't say that
1: well no i'm saying it that's what it's portrayed like they're southern they're small town we shouldn't care about them police, that's the way the police department
0: who don't police but they are racist homophobic aggressive violent police department the, the man well, yeah the, the local her husband is in a, a, in a kind of a an abusive Ex partner, yeah. And
1: um, um, Sam Rockwell, his character, um, Jason Dixon. Yeah. His mother is just as bad, but she.
0: Who does oh, she put you in mind of? I don't
1: know.
0: What does their relationship put you in mind of?
1: I don't, I don't know. she's I was gonna basically say...
0: stepped off, stepped off the set of, um, Psycho, as not she? Straight out of Bates uh, okay, Hotel, I, thought you, might, I thought you
1: might say that. Yeah, the controlling mother. Yes, yeah. like she. She. Um,
0: Racist, violent, all of that.
1: Yeah. So Dixon eventually he actually has to hand in his police badge because finally someone's had enough of him. Um, no, not following the rules, beating up people, you know, putting them in hospital. And How did
0: he put him in hospital?
1: <laughs> he threw he threw this lad from a window of a building. First
0: floor window.
1: First floor window, and then as he lay bleeding on the ground, proceeded to kick him some more right opposite the police station, and then walked past a man and says, "You know, what the hell are you looking at?". And goes inside and this man enters like two minutes later and he's the new chief of police and he's not that impressed.
0: No, so he tells, the um, so But it's, it? it's
1: his mum that's like, oh, do you want me to go down there and have a word for you? Like, she is supposed to be this vile, horrible woman. It's like she's taught him everything he knows. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Um, and um, one of the few allies that... Um, what's her name? Mildred. Yeah. Right? Is it Mildred, right? Yeah. One of the few allies she has is... The lady that works in Denise. Denise, who yeah. who is the only female black character. And what happens to her?
1: She gets put in prison.
0: Because of
1: I can't remember, is it
0: drugs related? Yes, dro- yeah, dro- drug charges. Drug drug use.
1: Obviously all concocted by Jason Dixon to make a point. He just wants to get to Mildred, so he does that by attacking her friend and obviously because she's also and she's she's black, she's a woman.
0: He can do what he wants. So there's a, there, there are issues with, you know, someone like, you know, Martin McDonough, London-born, uh, <laughs> Irish, director who yeah. sets his kind of feature second. It's his second American-based feature film after Fargo, and it's like would you just would you just wonder what the kind of takeaway is. I mean, look, I, I I really enjoyed the film. I liked it. I liked I liked kind of kind of plugging for the. Um, the underdog. Yeah, I wanted her to, and I, I do also like that there's no closure.
1: No, I do love that in
0: the film. Although, it there can't be a happy ending. Although, again, I've got, I've got an issue. Question with, with the ending. <laughs> I've got an issue with Dixon's redemption.
1: Yeah, should I talk about his redemption?
0: Yeah. Or, well, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Or not. I mean, having
0: said that, they are in the car uh, driving off to do what?
1: Well, they're supposed to be going to kill a rapist right, so
0: i talk about redemption in the loosest possible terms yeah. i
1: guess yeah so well after mildred sets fire to the police station actually jason dixon was inside the whole time and he didn't answer the phone because he had his headphones in um and he once he realizes that the whole place is ablaze he can't get out without being burnt he
0: because, what? <laughs> what's he doing in the police station? What's he actually doing? Oh, am I
1: going to go through that plot point as well? Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm giving everything away. Yeah, well, people okay. have
0: seen it. Kind of...
1: Yeah, okay, to be fair. So, earlier on, um, Chief Willoughby has taken his own life. He gives his wife and daughters one last magical day, and then he writes a suicide note. Because
0: he is dying.
1: He is dying, um, yeah. And he takes his own life in, um, his, in his stables, um, on his land. Um, and actually people blame Mildred for that they think which is
0: another ridiculous plot point because everybody knew he was dying of cancer yes and And
1: she's unfairly blamed and he actually writes a note to her saying I didn't kill myself because of you Um, and as a kind of last joke he says do you know what I've paid for the next month's rent on the billboard so they'll have to stay out for another month because he knew everybody would blame her (laughs)
0: um
1: you should it's unfair yeah so then these billboards are eventually burnt, and she assumes it's someone at the police. I think she probably assumes it's Jason Dixon because he's made his dislike of her very clear. But as he's trying to run out of the police station, which is on fire thanks to her.
0: What's he listening to? You didn't say.
1: Oh, I don't know. He's just lis- no, he's listening he's just, to he's music.
0: Reading the. No, he's reading the letter that. Oh, Willoughby sorry. I thought you were saying what he was listening to
1: us. I, like, I don't know what music he was listening to on the
0: headphones. Well, we, we hear it. That's what we hear.
1: Yes, so while that's happening, we hear the narration of the note that Chief Willoughby left for him, basically telling him, you could be a really good police officer, you are
0: a good guy. It's all about love. Yeah, this is look you, for the love. you've got a
1: heart, that sort of thing, all soppy. Um, and had before... a profound
0: effect on him. Because?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, so before he goes, he knows that Chief Willoughby wanted to do the best that he could for Mildred and her family. So he grabs the case file um, for... Mildred's daughter and he brings that out with him as he jumps through the flames and he throws it across the tarmac and she comes down from the building and sees him lying there she stands there in shock she doesn't rush to help him but Peter Dinklage is in this film you'll know him from Game of Thrones he played Tyrion Lannister he runs over and starts patting and Jason down putting the fire out trying to tend to him um and so he, you know, he kind of gets his comeuppance in that sense, and then ends up in hospital with the guy he threw out of the window, who also seems to not forgive him but treats him better than I mean, there's a other, lot of people in, would.
0: Another commentary about the locals: you've got the dwarf.
1: Oh yeah. Who, who, who,
0: <laughs> who um, he
1: provides a nice little alibi for Mildred when yeah, they come to he, talk about the burned down wants, police station. He wants
0: to, you know, um, get into bed with her. Yeah so um,
1: she makes she promises that she will go to dinner with him as like a thank you
0: and th- yeah
1: which is a lovely awkward scene in itself um so Jason Dixon now suffering from you know these horrendous burns um he actually it's almost like oh he's God. been
0: purged it's almost like he's been <laughs> purged of, bit, his, yeah. of his previous bad character yeah because God. now he because now then we're, we're expected to believe that this absolute Idiot, numbskull, thick as two short planks, racist, homophobe, controlled by his controlling mother. um,
1: Now has... Now has the
0: capacity to (laughs) get hammered. And whilst hammered, not physically beat up somebody he now suspects of committing that crime. No. has the foresight to... Get DNA. Scrape his cheek. Yes, he
1: overhears a conversation that a man is having where he they talk about raping a girl and so he puts two and two together and thinks maybe this is the guy who committed the crime Um, and so he antagonises him so that the man punches him they get into a fight and he makes sure that he scratches you know to antagonise him he scratches his face then he goes home shuts himself in the bathroom he's bloody and beaten his mum's outside the door crying and screaming she wants to help him and he's carefully taking the skin from under his fingernails and putting it in a vial so that it can be tested Turns out it's not the guy. Um, but he he tells Mildred, you know, I, I'm getting it checked. Like, I think this could be the guy. It turns out it's not. But they decide that since the police department aren't going to do anything since this guy was just passing through... I can't remember where he is. Was it Idaho? It was yeah, another state. And
0: Well, he's, they, they, they say that he's he might not be guilty of killing Mildred's no, daughter, but he's guilty of killing But he's still a someone. rapist.
1: And um, in a phone conversation, Jason says that I'm... Um, is it Jason that says he's going to drive, or Mildred?
0: Well, no. One
1: of them says it. One of them says no. I'm going to drive to Idaho, and the other one says I'm going to join you.
0: No. yeah, So I think yeah. Dixon says I've got his address and says where it is, and then Mildred says it's funny. I'm I'm driving there tomorrow. There you go. Eh?
1: Yeah. And so the the ending is them discussing in the car like what are we actually going to do? They're not saying for definite that they are going to kill this man, but they seem quite content to enjoy this car journey either way and decide when they get there. So. You don't know what happens. There is no happy ending for Mildred in the sense that there's no justice for her daughter as of yet. But that that's real life. You don't you don't always find the killers and
0: Yeah, I yeah. I can, I can handle that as an yeah. i like the fact there was no closure on that. I think that was not nice. Um I had a bit of an issue with old oh, Thelma and Louise driving off into the sun. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a little bit. Um but uh, yeah, okay. Oh, I thought we covered a lot there. Anything else what else do you want to anything um, else you've to say about it any like trivia yeah any? the only thing
1: i was going to say um the role when martin mcdonald was writing the film he thought of Frances mcdormand in the role of mildred um and at the time she was a bit apprehensive about taking the role because at the time she was 58 and she thought in a small southern town like that would a woman wait until she's in her late 30s to have children and she thought it wasn't very realistic and she asked if it could be, you know, the grandmother of the of the um of the girl who does it all and, and McDonald said no, like it's gotta stay like it is. In the end, um, in her words, her husband Joel Cohen of the Cohen brothers just turned around to her and said, Just shut up and do it. So that's why she's in the film and she is brilliant. Um
0: there, Did she win an Oscar for it?
1: Yeah, I was just gonna talk about that actually. So She won an Oscar for Best Actress and Sam Rockwell won for Best Supporting Actor. Um, Harrelson was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Um, They were both brilliant. Um, The film was nominated for Best Picture and Best Original Score, and it lost out to The Shape of Water. Also, Best Original Screenplay lost to Get Out and Best Film Editing, it lost to Dunkirk. 2017 was a pretty competitive year at the Oscars. We saw quite a few of those films um, that were nominated for Best Picture. Um, like we've both seen the Shape of Water, um, but yeah, I I think my main my main award that I would have thought it should have won was Frances McDormand in that role. I think she did a I really, think Sam really good. Sam
0: Rockwell plays a horrible. Oh, he is brilliant. Really to well. be fair, I and, do like both of them. And there it is. There are some real dark moments. There are some. Oops, I really shouldn't be laughing at that, but that's quite funny. Yeah. Uh, moments pretty much like there there are in In Bruges as well, which is McDonough's uh, first, no. No, it's not American based, is it? I'm thinking of Fargo. Um, but yeah, in Bruges and McDonough yeah. um, is dark as well and you do laugh out loud at the wrong time. Not the wrong time. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: And just the last thing, we talked about the fact that the billboards do get set alight. Um, they're actually restored because a guy who works for the I well, advertising company, he turns up at Mildred's door and says, oh, I know the billboards got burnt down but we get given copies of everything that we make. So he, you know, he kind of brings them to us. That that moment of kindness, like he obviously believes there's something worth fighting for here and that they should be put back up. Um, which is interesting, because after Chief Willoughby dies and the billboards are burnt, you never hear about anyone else's kind of views on the billboards again. It's sort of, that part's over and it mainly turns, I feel, to Sam well Sam Rockwell's character's redemption,
0: I feel like it focuses on that well, because you talk about that that's the, I've written down that liberal intelligentsia versus redneck trump supporters that's the <laughs> that's the basic <laughs> head, to, head to head in the film and yeah. um which I think might sit awkwardly with you know quite a few people um but yeah, that's know anyway. so anything else to say are you gonna to recommend it or not or
1: I mean I would definitely recommend it. I would just say that I went on Twitter earlier and just typed the name of the film into the search and saw what people were saying about it and obviously this film came out 3 3 years ago now and um a lot of people are very they find it too problematic to watch and they think that the way it deals with issues in America such as a police officer being racist and and vile um to civilians they like oh isn't that a bit problematic but then that that is exactly what America has shown itself to be like in some areas over the last few weeks and um, so I, I think it's still a brilliant watch regardless it is difficult subject matter but I, I yeah I'd still recommend it I loved it the second time round
0: yeah I mean I'm, I' as you've probably figured out I've, I've you've got, got your a, issues I've got a slight yeah, a slightly more kind of critical response to um, having considered it. Uh, I would still recommend it. I think it's it's still uh, yeah. enjoyable. Um, it's a good film. Good performances. Um, are some great moments in it. Uh, brilliantly acted. Um, yeah, go on give us a.
1: Oh, it's so hard to give ratings on these films. Well, do you know what? Because every week I have to think about where I'd place it yeah, with but, regards to other films, right, but and see, I can't do
0: it. So you should be taking a note of what you've given to <laughs> these films, so you're just ill-prepared is what you're saying. No,
1: it's so because I, I don't like rating You them. know I'm going
0: to get you to give a, 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 no, a decimalised No, I would probably put file. it
1: at about, I'm going to say, a 4.4 4 out of 5, because I do agree that there are issues with it. Some of the storyline, a little bit unrealistic um and certain things that happen yeah we, we've talked about it so i i would say 4.4 4. would still recommend it it was nominated for best picture for a reason
0: yeah. yeah it was critically it was box office successful and critically received as well wasn't it so yeah. um right okay is that it you're done yeah i'm done you're coming up for air after your deep dive in <laughs> yeah, ebbing very much so Okay, good stuff, right. Okay, right, that's done. Your final two questions now. So question five. Which film stars Brad Pitt as a man who ages in reverse? That's a nice easy one for you. Yeah. Which film stars Brad Pitt as a man who ages in reverse? And your final question. What is the name of Homer Simpson's beer of choice? What is the name of Homer Simpson's beer of choice? Right, there are your final questions. Hang around a few more minutes and you'll get your six answers. Okay, right, so um, what's coming up this week? DVD, Netflix, TV, whatever.
1: etc. Right, I've got quite a list this week. Oh, good. I'm going to start with Netflix tomorrow. Season three of The Sinner is coming
0: out. Oh, is that just Jessica Biel? Was that her? No, it was
1: the first series was, was Jessica, Jessica Biel. Yes, so it is. It's kind of standalone stories. You can watch the separate. Is seasons.
0: that the? Is that the kind of the weird cop? I can't remember his name. Who has this kind of nail fetish? He likes yeah. to be scraped and scratched. Yeah, or...
1: he visits like a dominatrix yeah. type woman. What's his yeah. name? Um, his. His Bill P- Bill Pullman Bill is the Bill actor, Pullman, yes. is Ambrose is in the series. Right, yeah. no,
0: that's brilliant. That's that's, on, that's coming out tomorrow.
1: It's coming out tomorrow and I sort did not know of... until I looked today, so I'm very excited for that. Um just to give you a bit of background, it's a police detective who um well, in the first season he um, delves into the past of a troubled woman to determine why she stabbed a man to death in um,
0: public In full public, view, full view of everyone she
1: had a great life and she suddenly switched and so he talks to her and explores her history to work out why she did it what made her do it um, and the second season new story he returns after a young boy confesses to poisoning a couple yes.
0: um, and
1: then he learns secrets that the inhabitants of the hometown are determined to keep buried um, it's so it's is, a lot of. Is that a
0: cult? Are they in a cult or I, something? Is I think it? so, potentially. Or
1: a um, so he basically goes into these really difficult cases and dredges up everything from the past. So it's
0: brilliant. Watch it. It
1: is so so good. Um, we were hooked pretty much straight away. So that's really great to look out for. Um, the other one I'm bringing up for Netflix. Slightly different, bit more feel-good, bit more musical. If you like that oh, sort of thing, marvellous. you're gonna hate it, and you're gonna hate it even more when I tell you the title. It's Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga.
0: Oh shoot me now. It's also
1: got Will Ferrell in, just shoot to me. annoy you. Should
0: be twice. Make I sure know. I'm dead.
1: It's a Netflix-owned Netflix film. Hang build. me as well. Oh god. It's a Netflix Brand. owned. No Brand. one is making you watch it. Okay. <laughs> I won't force you to watch it. I might watch it, but we'll see. Um it's a Netflix-owned film, it's got Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams in. Uh, and it's about two small town singers from Iceland who chase their pop star dreams at
0: Eurovision. Oh, I'm already involved in it. Wow!
1: You love it. I oh, know oh, it's really going to be your top hit of I'd, the year. I'd I'm rather
0: sure. I'd rather peel my own skin off and <coughs> dip it, dip the remains in a bucket of boiling salted water. There
1: Lovely. Moving on then. So TV, I had a look at what's coming up uh, this weekend, uh, and there's something on. a a film, it's a documentary film, and it's called I'm Not Your Negro. It's on BBC Two, 9pm Saturday, so if you're in the UK, you can watch it there. But I'm sure it came out in 2016, I think, so I'm sure it's available online um, and on DVD, etc. I just thought it was relevant in this time because of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, So it's made by a documentary filmmaker who uses an unfinished manuscript by James Baldwin Um, that held personal accounts of his close friends including Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. The whole film is narrated by Samuel L. Jackson um, and explores the history of of black living in America. So Hollywood stereotypes, police brutality. Um, And I just thought it'd be really cool to throw a documentary in here and I think it's something that I will watch to educate myself and I just thought something a bit different as well to recommend to people finally two DVDs that are coming out one is coming out on Monday so the what date would that be 20 something what's the date today oh, no. 21st I think it's 21st
0: it's Thursday
1: oh then it's the 22nd okay cool so it's a film by Justin Kurzel. if you haven't heard of him before um, he directed the 2015 Macbeth film don't hold that against him but that is the most recent thing I could find And it's a film called The True History of the Kelly Gang. It's actually got George in, who was in 1917. I said at the time I'd never seen him in anything before. Well, it turns out he's in this. And it's a fictionalised account of the life of a bushranger and his gang fleeing from authorities in the 1800s. thought that might be something a little bit different to watch. The last one is a film called The Invisible Man, based on the novel by H.G. Wells. Can't say it being a success, no? No. Um, It's a sci-fi horror But it's got Elizabeth Moss in, and if you know her, um, you might recognise her from Top of the Lake TV series, which we both absolutely loved. Um, It's a woman who fears that she's being stalked by her abusive ex-boyfriend, even after his apparent suicide, and so she deduces... deduces... Oh, my God, easy for me to say. That he must have acquired the ability to become invisible. Right. Interesting. I have seen the trailer for it going around, so I'm kind of intrigued by that one, but um, it's Mm -hmm. from... Oh,
0: ignore my phone. Hello. Karen.
1: It's from um, a director called Lee Wannell, who I've never heard of before, but apparently he wrote the screenplays for Saw and Insidious. So he's got a big horror background already. So that has promise, I think. Okay, yeah. I'm done. I can breathe.
0: Okay, I didn't hear anything after you mentioned The Sinner. So, you yeah, know. You're
1: excited. I told you you hilarious. would be. I said something's coming up. You're really going to like it.
0: Okay, um, right. Before my answers. Oh, no, no. No, we'll do the answers now. Oh, no. So six questions, Jen. Are you ready? Oh, no. Number one: Which film features the character Sir Robin, the not quite so brave as Sir Lancelot?
1: Is it? I'm taking a guess here. This sound like Monty Python.
0: It is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. The
1: Holy Grail. That's it. I couldn't remember. But
0: and question two: Who played the role of the deranged Norman Bates in the classic Hitchcock horror Psycho?
1: I can't remember his name.
0: Anthony Perkins. Is oh, I'm
1: well. so annoyed.
0: Uh, question three which British comedian took over as host of The Late Late Show from Craig Ferguson James Corden is correct Okay. question four who was the star of Channel 4's Trigger Happy TV I Dom don't... Jolly oh Dom Jolly no. question five which film stars Brad Pitt as a man who ages in reverse
1: The Curious Case of Benjamin Button is
0: correct and the final question what is the name of Homer Simpson's beer of choice I can't
1: remember what it is it's like F. It is an F. If what? <laughs> like fuzzle F. What? F.
0: Is a prominent sound there, but it's not at the start.
1: <laughs> oh. Duff um, beer. Duff. Oh my God. We used I'm to play.
0: Used to play for Chelsea. That
1: means and, and the Republic of Ireland.
0: First name Damien, me. surname Duff. It's a bit of a Duff name, if you ask me. That's awful. I mean, that I'm, really not for, I'm not
1: here. I'm not
0: here to make jokes. That is really bad.
1: Wow. I can edit it out there, okay, sorry.
0: I'm not sure where to go from that, but well, let's try. Let's try one good, one bad. Off you go, Jen. One good.
1: Oh, okay. My good is from watching Three Billboards. Like I said, we saw it when it came out in the cinemas. So this is, you know, two and a half, three years ago. There is a brilliant moment in there where Mildred is on her date with um, Peter Dinklage's character. His name, like the dwarf, the dwarf. Yes, um, and. Charlie, her ex-husband, and his new girlfriend come in. The
0: nineteen-year-old. The nineteen-year-old. He's he's about fifty.
1: Yeah, and he Charlie comes over to the table, uh, and he's just talking to Mildred, uh, kind of making fun of her for being, you know, on this date with this with this man, um, and he talks about Penelope saying to him.
0: Um, he's apologising, isn't he? He's apologising for setting fire to the billboards. It was that's the reveal. He, that's when she Oh I thought find, that came after that. No, that's when she finds out and he's saying
1: oh, and so he's, okay. he's, he's
0: apologizing because Yes, he is. Because right. he realizes that you know he was drunk and anger anger never serves well and he gone.
1: Yeah, so she apparently Penelope says to him uh, like anger um only begets greater anger and the the take that Mildred and her date have from this is Penelope said begets Because she she plays this really ditzy character and so it's impossible that she would say something like that. turns out she got it off a bookmark. But the reason I like it so much is, number one, it's such a classic kind of comedy moment in the middle of this really serious conversation. But it threw me back to being in the cinema and how everyone in the audience laughed so much at that line because it was so unexpected. So that's my good my bad is we're still working our way through the metri- the the Matrix. Oh my goodness, I can't talk. The Matrix trilogy. We are now on the third one. I still don't know what's going on, and the fact is they they're making a fourth one which has been pushed to 2022. I don't understand where this is going. I don't know why they decided to make one 10 years later, more than that, nearly 20 years later. I just don't get it.
0: Okay. Um
1: go on. What do you what do you think? One good, one
0: bad. Well, one good. Oh, I haven't got a good. I've got a big gap where I've written one good. So Nothing
1: positive I'm, at all.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm going, going to say uh, football's back.
1: Yay. All right, I'll take that. That's and positive. my one
0: bad <laughs> is, uh, in relation to the football, um, wow. piped in crowd noise, fake crowd noise. No thank you. Utterly awful. There's my one bad for the week. That's okay. That's right. Anything else to say to our... Uh, ten listeners.
1: Just thank you for listening, and
0: I who, hope you're enjoying it as much
1: as I am because I am enjoying it.
0: And who made you listen? <laughs> Did you lose a bet? No. <laughs> oh. Okay. Is that? Oh, I,
1: I'm sure there are people that like self-deprecating
0: it. humor. It's fine. It's allowed. I'm
1: trying to be positive here.
0: I'm miserable, but there you go. That's my default setting. <laughs> Eor, I was called Uncle Victor when I was teaching at school. Uncle Victor. Victor Meldra, One Foot in the Grave. Look it up. There's a
1: reference for you.
0: Yeah, look it up. Right, okay, we're done. I'm out. My my Jack Daniels glass is empty, so I need that refilling.
1: Hope you find someone to do that for you.
0: I think I just have. Okay, see (laughs) you folks.
1: Bye.